This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. And I want to talk a little bit uh, with somebody who is a representative of uh, organized labor because uh, the Ontario Federation of Labor, and very particularly Fight for $15 and Fairness, uh, is involved in a demonstration that will form up around 5 o'clock. So within the next half hour, outside the Ministry of Labor, which I believe is over on uh, University. And this, of course, is because Bill 148 is being repealed. Bill 47 is being introduced. There are a number of changes in it, and we'll get into them in a minute. But uh, the main one, of course, is that the promised $15 per hour minimum wage that was to come into effect on January 1st, 2019, has been delayed for uh, two years and then will be phased in over the uh, the two years following that. Joining me online is Karen Cook. She is a spokesperson for Fight for $15 in Fairness. I'm assuming, Karen, you're not too happy with the Ford government. Uh, well, I can definitely say that I think a lot of people in Ontario are not very happy with the Ford government right now for this move. Um, we know that the majority of people in Ontario actually supported a $15 minimum wage um, and the decent work laws in Bill 148 that uh, the government has proposed to roll back, including people who voted um, for the Conservative government in the last election. Well, uh, maybe so. You know, I, we can't argue that because we have no figures that say that, but uh, I'm sure you have anecdotal evidence of that, and I've certainly heard people talking. But uh, I'm interested in this. Uh, in in January of this year, January uh, 18, the minimum wage, which is not changing, went to $14. It had been eleven sixty. That represented a rise or a raise, depending on uh, where you come from, of 21%, which uh, was pretty darn good. Now, I, I know the arguments. The arguments are revolve around the fact that that's not a livable wage. But we're not talking about a livable wage. We're talking about a minimum wage. And the Ford government was elected on the basis that it was going to, on the one hand, help the people. On the other hand, control uh, a, a very uh, out-of-control financial situation that's going to result in a deficit this year of over $15 billion. What's your answer to that? Well, the Ford government was elected on the promise to be uh, for the people and saying that he wanted to put money in people's pockets. Um, and so basically what we're saying is that his proposal to freeze the uh, the minimum wage at $14 an hour is actually taking money out of people's pockets. Um, when you freeze the wage at $14 an hour, they've said it won't go up by the cost of living adjustment um, until 2020. So it's staying at 14 until 2020 is actually a real wage cut for workers in terms of their real spending power um, of the minimum wage. So that's the opposite of putting money in, in people's pockets as well, he promised it, that he would do. On the one hand, on the other hand, there are businesses out there that are supposed to be able to afford this. And uh, you might say, well, you know, you're taking the side of business. No, I'm taking the, the, I'm sitting in the middle of the seesaw and I'm looking at your point of view and I'm looking at the, the fact that uh, we've lost jobs in the province of Ontario since the minimum wage went up. Now, if I take a look at minimum wage levels in provinces across the country, there's only one other province, it would be Alberta, that has a minimum wage of $14 an hour. The others, and you know this as well as I do, range between 
between 12 and uh, between 11 and 13. So central around $12. We're sitting at 14 and he's basically saying he being Doug Ford and company, uh, we're going to go to 15. We just can't go to it yet. And we're looking at a lot of other things uh, and we won't get into them, but cuts that have to be brought into play or we're out of control from a financial point of view. I guess what I'm saying is that the liberal government that uh, was defeated um, in, in the last election just three or four months ago uh, had a column like we all have in our lives. One side of it uh, said needs and the other side said wants. And you can't have everything you want. And this happens to be one of those things that's, um, that, that's in that column. Well, I would say, first off, um, that actually the what the job numbers have shown from Stats Canada and the most recent numbers from Stats Canada from September actually show that year over year, uh, so as of the summer of last year up to the summer of this year, actually we showed um, jobs net added. Um, and since the minimum wage went up to 14 uh, on January 1st of this year, we've actually seen hours worked, average hours worked have gone up. Temporary, um, as though. As well as wages, obviously. Mostly uh, temporary, though, Karen. You know that. We've, no, we've seen we've seen hours worked um, in some of in the sectors where it's most common to work for minimum wage. We have seen hours worked actually go up since last year, and and, and unemployment in Ontario continues to be at near record lows in the last ten years. Um, so we actually have not seen. There's been fluctuations month to month in jobs, as there is always seasonally through the summer and so on. But actually, year over year since. So 148 was announced, and since the minimum wage went up to 14 in January, we've actually seen an increase in jobs added and in hours worked. And now Alberta, like you mentioned, um, has gone up to 15, actually, as of October 21st. Um, and there is talk of moving to a $15 minimum wage uh, in B.C. and in other parts of Canada. Um, and, of course, this has happened in a number well, of Well, there's talk, uh, Karen, US. be fair, there's talk of going to a $15 minimum wage here. Talk doesn't make it so. It'll happen, but it's not happening yet. That's all. Right. And what the government has said is basically they will freeze it at 14 and then only increase the minimum wage um, by the cost of living adjustment starting in 2020, which actually means that it won't, if we, if, Ford's plan goes through, we won't actually get to a $15 minimum wage for at least another five or maybe even six years. By then, a $15 minimum wage is going to be well below what workers need if they're working full-time to be able to live even 10% above the poverty line. So we are actually talking about a very uh, uh, really pulling money out of workers' pockets and not giving people the money that they need to be able to put food on the table, pay their bills, pay their rent, and this is money, like minimum wage workers, they spend their money in the local economy, right? These aren't workers that are putting oh, no, their I mean, money in I totally, I, I totally understand that. I think, yeah. I think the difficulty that, uh, that I'm having and the difficulty that maybe our listeners are having is, is that you can't pull money out of people's pockets that hasn't been put there yet. The $15 minimum wage, if, it, if the, say the Liberals had won, it would go into effect in January. So we'd still mm-hmm. be at 14. So now you're not pulling money out of anywhere, at least not at this point, number one. Um, number two, you and I both know that the minimum wage um, is not compatible with a single person working at it and trying to live in Toronto. That's, mm-hmm. we're, that's the difference between minimum wage and livable wage. The minimum wage at this point in this province and 
I would have to say probably in most other provinces, other than maybe in the smallest of centers where rents are low, is not a livable wage. You need multiple incomes to do this. You need multiple jobs or you need multiple mm-hmm. streams in, in a given household. And, and so let me bring the last question up. Um, minimum wage is exactly that. It's an entry level. It's for people who have just arrived here and maybe have no usable skills and have to learn one. So they're going to get, uh, they're going to work in, uh, in a, fast food place, maybe um, bussing tables, or they're going to work in custodial duties, but they're going to learn. And over time, and uh, in the figures that I've seen, we're talking generally between one and two years, they're going to get out of the minimum wage and get their first raise. Am I right or am I wrong? Actually, a lot of minimum wage workers um, are people who are not, we have this sort of idea um, that, you know, they are like students, uh, young folks, uh, just newcomers. Um, a lot of there has been a real explosion of minimum wage work in this province in the last 10 to 15 years. And so a lot of minimum wage workers are actually folks who are older than 25, people who have a university or college ed- ed- education um, who are simply not able to find work. That people have gone back to pay, work, right? in other words. Yes. Yeah. So they, this is, we're, we're talking about a growing proportion of people. Um, who are, as you said, really having a hard time getting by um, on such low wages and having to juggle multiple jobs in addition to childcare, family responsibilities, schooling, et cetera, et cetera, to be able to put food on the table. And, you know, what we've seen in, in the last little while is we've heard a lot of um, outcry from the Chamber of Commerce, from the Retail Council of Canada saying, you know, this is just not affordable. But we have actually a lot of support from small and medium businesses who don't have the kinds of profit margins that some of those larger corporations do that those lobbies represent, who are saying actually decent wages and decent working conditions are good for business and they're good for the local economy and who support these changes, who are opposed to the VPO of well, Bill 148. Stay tuned after you uh, hang up with me because the Labour Minister is coming on with me next. But before you go, tell me how many people you expect at this demonstration and what is going to go on there at 5 o'clock. We are expecting thousands. It's actually uh, the fourth uh, action or the fifth action that we have going on today across the province. And there are there were seven planned for today. There's three more planned for tomorrow, three on Friday, and several more next week. So we're expecting thousands of people outside of the Ministry of Labor because this has really hit a nerve with people in Ontario. And we are getting massive support from people on the street who are saying this is just not acceptable and that the government should not be going this route. They should be siding with the majority um, and not just with the corporate elites. Karen Koch, spokesperson, fight for $15 in fairness. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. All right, Karen Koch, uh, the time now is 15 minutes before 5 o'clock. As I mentioned, the Labor Minister will join me. That's Laurie Scott coming up in just a couple of moments. I am Peter Sherman in for Oakley, and this is Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.